dragons, spirits, ancient histories that are yet to be discovered, packs with gods, and a goat. If you like any of those things, you should probably come check out The Broadswords. We are a non-binary and all-women podcast that uh, play a little bit of 5th edition Dungeons and & Dragons. And let me tell you, there are not a lot of dice that are rolled, but there are a lot of shenanigans to be had. You can find us at thebroadswords.com or listen to us wherever your podcasts are cast. You know things... I know some too. Sit right down, the them explain them to you. If there's a thing you want to explain, these two feminists can entertain. Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know. Tune in for the Femsplain Show. listeners good morning listeners and good morning diana and good morning b good morning it is of course mandatory yes. to listen to this podcast in the morning Correct. if you listen it to it in the afternoon or evening we will find out we will know mm-hmm. is morning subjective to the person like say i woke up at four in the afternoon but that's my morning yes cool. we count those that counts. We yeah count for those sure as, mo- as mornings yes um <laughs> welcome to femsplained uh, Femsplained is a nerds only. What did we say last time? I think we said <laughs> it's our I think queer nerd podcast. Queer nerd podcast. Um, <laughs> like We've lost the, our the preamble. The, ner- <laughs> the, the preamble to Femsplained has changed so many times. Yes. It, um, it always gets and better and shorter, which it is does. good. Which what you just heard was definitely what we're calling better. <laughs> So welcome to Femsplained. Avalon, before we get started, what has nerd culture done for you Jesus. lately? You jumped into that so fast. I did. I like, to, I like to keep you on your toes. Tell me what you're up to. I've been watching tons of Deep Space Nine since Sam's Ooh. episode still. Yeah. Um, this is my second watch through and I am liking it significantly more. Oh, cool. When did you watch it the first time? Like, were you significantly younger? Do you find that you're just appreciating I, it more now? You know what? It was within the last maybe three years, and mostly it was that my partner was watching it, and sometimes it would be on during meals, but I was miss I, I wasn't invested passively in it, so I was passively it. watching it, and I was missing um, some mm-hmm. character arcs and moments and things like that, uh, which is kind of nice with shows from the 90s where you don't have to commit to seeing absolutely everything, and y- you get it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly feeling more invested in the characters, and I'm, yeah. So I like that. I'm really glad that you're sticking with it because I rarely stick to any of our homework I know. topics. I it's like <laughs> very, very, very rarely. Do you start Although, them and then just drop them? Yeah, a lot of times I I start them, I drop them. Sometimes I come back to them mm-hmm. later. Okay, and then you know things like that. Well, I think the uh, the spirit of the homework is for you to get like a sampler of a thing, some exposure yes. to it. Uh, to see if you like it but I think like for instance one of the episodes we did was Supernatural and I can't expect Diana to watch all 420 episodes only 400 gosh (laughs) (laughs) I mean you still did want me to I'm still disappointed yeah I mean you did um Critical Role and I oh wow I am impressed yeah I did yeah and I did it you did you 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 caught up before the finale to campaign one (laughs) like within like two months that is impressive that is dedication yeah it was a lot yeah i didn't read or watch or listen to anything no you can't time (laughs) for sure and also here's the thing it became my gym listening thing so i ended up getting like pretty fit (laughs) just while i was listening to it and then like went back to normal <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> you could blame uh, Matt Mercer for. I do. For all I always do. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So I don't know. Deep Space Nine. I've been doing a lot of those little pixel commissions, and oh yeah, that feels like it. Yeah, that feels pretty good. What about you? Um. For me, my updo up ugh, my update on my Stardew Valley farm. I don't know my updo. Um. 
my Stardew Valley farm uh, life is going fantastically, uh, except for the fact that my uh, in-game dead grandfather's ghost left me a note in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Nice. I find that very upsetting. Yeah. I huh. was very upset to learn that he's coming back way sooner than I thought to judge my farm. I don't, I don't feel ready for that. And I don't like that he's going to come right after winter's over. Uh, you got, you when there's going to be like nothing. Show. Yeah. Dead yeah. Crops. I'm a little, I'm a little upset. Um, so I'm dealing with that emotionally. Um, there's that. Uh, last night, Marty and I had our Jackbox stream and Monica came. Uh-huh. And real life friend I Monica. Will, real life friend Monica showed up, which is always like a little bit interesting when like worlds collide and like you have a, a person who doesn't engage with the Internet um, come and join an Internet space with you. It was very fun, but it turned into a lesson about copyright law because Monica got a letter from a uh, like got a letter because she made a farm like a a photography website about that pictures of plants she was taking um, called BrooklynGrange.com and this agriculture company called the Grange of the husbandry or something like that. That's a hell of a name. A, <laughs> I know. Sent her a letter. And in just the magic ways of the internet, Gnome, the game you were all playing last night, raided us, and somebody in your raid happened to be a lawyer what? and gave us all a lesson about what <laughs> this whole situation was taught us what to do and gave Monica like a bunch of advice while we were like making poop jokes about (laughs) like in the Jackbox games that we were playing. So it was just like a remarkable, like just the randomness of the internet, like coming together and like in, in such like a weirdly beautiful and confusing way. (laughs) Um, Also taught us because when we heard like the grange of, the husbandry or whatever and uh found out that it was like we assumed we were assuming like this was something like conservative and weird Mm -hmm. um and it turns out it's just an agricultural like non-profit it's not (laughs) it's not anything weird or problematic um so we learned a lot wow and that was i think uh, a very interesting Slightly nerdy, slightly weird, just slightly internet culture experience, and I, I really enjoyed it. I love that. That's very funny. Yeah. B, has anything uh, filled your nerdy cup recently? Had any good nerd experiences that you'd like to share before we jump into any topics? Um, yes and no. Um, cause like I, all I do is nerd stuff. <laughs> I wake up and it's nerd stuff and I, I get off work and it's still nerd stuff and my hobbies are very nerdy and then I, I go to sleep listening to like Studio Ghibli and it's, you yeah, know. You got, you got nerd <laughs> seven to seven. <laughs> nerd whole time. Right? Uh, absolutely. Um, if I had to pick something though, it would be the new anime that I started watching, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Only because I have come to a very solid realization that I like a very specific type of character. Hmm. And it's the teachers who often hate work. Um, And they don't do anything. And they're very helpful. And they're very lighthearted. And they have a really weird quirk. But it's always the teacher tropes. And I love them so much. I didn't know that about myself. Oh, I like that. What was it called again? Jujutsu Kaisen. Cool. I'm gonna okay. Have to it in words, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a new? Is it a new show or is it new to you? Uh, Brand new. The last uh, episode of the season ended yesterday. Uh, oh, okay. So, so it's pretty current. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the wow. word I was looking for. Current. <laughs> I'm used to oh, consuming well, my awesome. anime like five to ten years after. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. I um, have that's been like one of the things that I've wanted to start, um, you know, like exploring a little bit more um, that I 
haven't and I've always found it weird because so many people in my life are 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 big into anime and I just have never explored it very much and um and and then like I have that one random anime that nobody I know has ever watched or heard what of is it? that I do like uh Kino no Tabi Dang it. the well, original it. not the new one why have we not ever talked about it I don't know are right. you sure we've never talked about a it positive that's a very <laughs> obvious <laughs> episode <laughs> theme <laughs> I should talk yeah. about it sometime but it does make me feel like first of all I really love it B have you have you watched it no I'm looking it up right now so it is a very episodic there is like a a, a, a meta plot a little arc but it's not necessary that you consume the entire series to to get it um but it tells the story of an extremely androgynous um uh young girl who like runs away uh from her family who like kind of like forced her to kind of be very feminine and she uh runs away and buys a suit and gets a talking motorcycle and her and her to talking motorcycle Hermes travel the world and go to different countries that all have these really, really different reimagined um, cultures that don't look anything like any place we've ever seen on Earth. So like she goes to one place that's like all animatronic, like everything there is is robots and all the humans have either disappeared or died and like all the robots just still continue like living a life. Uh, and there are like uh, other different places that she goes to and explores and they um, in the end it's it's usually just there's no like conflict usually it's usually just them learning about this new place you call and, like, that slice what? of life anime yes 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 uh, very much so and um, and then you do like along the way learn little bits about her backstory and why she chose this life over like, st you know, staying home and things like that. Um, but it's just, it's really funny and like quippy and sarcastic and, and, and then, and then like surprisingly sweet. Um, they rebooted it and they made her a little bit sexy, which is like a little weird to me. Uh, and I haven't really, gotten very far into the new one because that just doesn't seem to sit right with me um but i'm hearing that it's not that bad it's just like the art style is a little bit different but um but i haven't really tested that theory myself yet but yeah kino notabi the original if you if you can watch it yeah i have um, it pulled up right now so uh, we'll see <laughs> yeah I, I really like it <laughs> oh, and avalon we can we can definitely talk about it more <laughs> holding out on me <laughs> i know I no it, it sounds I, really cool it is really cool um so as mentioned we have talked about some things tangential to this topic before in episodes our very first episode which you should never listen to uh because it's bad uh was about dnd we did not know how to podcast no. we didn't know how to talk to each other no. it was very, very i desperately bad. want to hear that everybody's first episode like broadswords is awful i was using my microphone backwards oh yeah oh my god i was using my microphone backwards until two episodes ago <laughs> it may still be sideways we'll, we'll never know we'll never know the big error that we made with our first D&D episode is we didn't do a Zoom. We just did it like an audio phone call. And so we could not read each other's cues if the other person was about to start talking. So it was just like so much awkward interruption. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm afraid to go back and listen to it. I keep thinking like one day I might just like take it down. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would never do that. Memories. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's our it's where we came from. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so we've talked about D&D &D in an episode. And then we did one time we did an episode about other TTRPGs, but it was we mostly talked a lot about uh World of Darkness, um games, um and 
and other RPGs that are not D&D, but that are still pretty big. Yeah. So we haven't really gotten into the topic, frankly, because I feel still very, very new to this world um, of indie TTRPGs. And I think that you, to me, you are someone who I look to as someone who's very, like, just very experienced and very immersed in it. And I, um, you have weirdly introduced me to lots of indie TTRPGs just by your, your engagement and your actual plays and all of that stuff. So, um, I, the floor is yours. If you want to talk about your favorites, your least favorites, your experiences with them, I just want to hear everything. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, no. Well, pressure. you think I should? Right? Right? <laughs> That's a lot just all at once. It's like a pressure on my chest. Indie TTRPGs. Heck. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I do do a lot of them. Um, there are a lot of really cool ones. It all depends on, like, what you want. I just based on feedback that we've gotten recently would love it if we could define ttrpg for a listener who may just have absolutely no idea yeah we always forget to do i that. do yeah. i always forget yeah. to do that and i've had people yeah ask okay. me too i like that <laughs> um yeah so tabletop role-playing games um traditionally people think of dungeons and dragons because it's people sitting at a table rolling dice um however that same formula can be reimagined in an online space it's just a group of people getting together to tell stories together that's yeah. my iteration dice don't even have to be mm. around i love games without dice i have an excess of dice but like if i don't have to roll dice we are golden wow yeah there and like uh, different types of mechanics also exist, which is like uh, I, I'm I'm still very new to to discovering all the different types of ways mechanics are being introduced besides dice, like cards. Um, you know, um, having uh, like numbered lists, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Like there are different ones that I've. Uh, recently become aware of which i think is very cool there's a genre um uh, indie still um it's called firebrands um i think that was like the original game and very list like um so you basically I, i've never played it in person um so i imagine if you had a physical copy of it it'd be like this nice little booklet that has acts maybe something like 10 acts you only ever play through about two to four of them um and it's just you are role-playing scenarios to tell a story together and you pick certain acts, like, is the one where you're all racing on the roads to uh, get somewhere important and then somebody trips and falls. Do you save them? Um, or there's, like, right. a romantic dinner party. What do you wear? Do you hold hands with your guests that you've invited? Just really silly things I like do. that. Right? <laughs> um, and there's some really good romance ones that I love a lot. It's mm. just, like, it's the formula of storytelling that I really enjoyed. Um and then, like, people have taken that template of Firebrands and they've moved it to something a little bit vaster. I got to play a game called Our Traveling Home, I think it's called. Okay. Um, I did a whole podcast, which was wonderful, because it was just <laughs> us basically role-playing Howl's Moving Castle. I was going to ask. That's what it film. sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. But, like, it's not meant to be... You're not fighting anything. You're just resolving conflicts within yourselves. And you you often start off with a certain amount of trauma, be it like you didn't have a lot of friends or people didn't recognize your great powers or you're just mm. a child who just wants to hang out with a, a, a somebody. Um, and then we all come together in this home and we have to work together with our weird conflicts. Like one of the players just was playing a house, an entire house. <laughs> um, I played a shambling... I think it was like more of a shambling mound. I might have become a person afterwards. I don't really recall. You have to listen to it. <laughs> is that is that um where would we find that podcast? Oh, is that on the broadswords or is that something that would be on my network show, uh, One Shot Podcast? Oh, oh, okay. Really, really cool. All right, great. That's awesome. I I think that it's very one of like the very maybe the hardest roadblock to getting past like the D, D mindset into the ttrpg like sphere at large is realizing that conflict does not have to mean combat mm -hmm. like 
to have any sort of story with a you need some sort of conflict or you know a lot of times you might might want one but it doesn't always have to mean that the central like point or focus of the game is coming to any sort of combat scenario um and like you just right off the bat like described <laughs> like games without you know without that which i think is like i don't know it it, it opens up so many other doors i love for love, story love games without combat um another show i got to do on the one shot podcast was um human names patrick rothfuss he mm-hmm. he's an author he's written some books that are okay mm. i don't love them um i have read them yeah He's That's apologized so for valid. the parts. So I'm bad with on you. Them. <laughs> 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 okay. um, but he designed an entire system um, around his books, like in the universe there. And all you need are two coins. Oh. Um, and I hecking loved it. Truth be told, I don't remember using the coins a lot, but I know they were important. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and coins, again, no yeah. battling. We were just like Scooby-Doo mystery hunters trying to solve a haunted house mystery oh that's fantastic yeah so was that by design do you think or was that like the invention of of you and the players at the table to to kind of not have combat like was that something that felt like it came naturally from the game i think so um if memory serves i don't even know if there's a lot of combat in those books i don't think there is i think there's like a weird chunk of one of the books where suddenly combat is a thing. But I think generally yeah. speaking, it's more navigating social situations. Mm-hmm. Right. And using the powers that you have, be yeah. they magical or not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. I was a little nerdy kid. Um, I don't, I think I had magic. Yeah. We all had some kind of magic because we were in a magic school. Okay. It's all coming back to me yeah. now. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Magic was definitely important. I just remember I got to hold hands with somebody, and that was nice. (laughs) That is nice. I have very simple goals when I play my games. I just, like, I want somebody to be my friend, and I want to hold their hand. Yeah. You know? I keep it simple. (laughs) Yeah. Those we were just talking about that beforehand. Francis was trying in here trying to recommend video games to me, and I was like, stop recommending games to me unless... Romance? I can... (laughs) marry someone or have a best friend and both of those people have to be monsters also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those two do you play a lot of monster prom yes <laughs> yes okay <laughs> yes. oh gosh because oh, i get my, my fix there monster prom and monster camp again indie yeah. games a lot of fun and i don't want to fight i just want a romance i want to be your friend tell me about your weird hobbies please yes totally exactly um okay so so like huh, i feel like I, I could probably, if I if I thought real hard, I could think of games I've seen you in, uh, play on actual plays. But have you played any indie TTRPGs recently that were very fun uh, or that you are like, I want to play it again um, or that you just like want to go back into? Pasión de las pasiones. That sounded so cool. It is an yeah. amazing game. Yeah, so it's a part by the Apocalypse system. Um, so 2d6 dice is all you need. Um, everybody has a playbook, so you're playing a certain character that has very specific moves outlined. And you can pick, mm. I think, two out of four of them. And that really defines who you are. There's some general character creation that takes like 30 seconds. It's like, what color are your eyes? Do you have cool hair? Um, and then it's very important to me at the beginning of every session, any game that I play, I ask my character to, to describe how fabulous do you look? <laughs> that takes right. up a good chunk of time. And then we get <laughs> into the game. Right. It's very, um, um, I haven't played this yet, but this has been on my radar a little bit. And it's very much like, um, it seems like kind of the energy of like a soap opera uh drama lots of intrigue oh god please go on again yeah you're not fighting the conflict comes from within um so i crafted it to be a murder mystery 
Um, mm-hmm. And so there was conflict immediately. You're invited to this party, and then bam, the lights go off, and the host is dead. Who did it? And they're all at each other's throats, and I love that. They're blaming each other. They're like, well, you come here at night. Clearly it's you. Um, and just based on the moves and everybody, because it just it got to a point where I could just sit back and let the players <laughs> yell at each other. But yeah, no, so the end of the game, like, ends up with they all just, like, pulled guns on each other. People got shot. The, the butler died. Oh, no. And then two of the players who survived stole all the money and left oh. and then that was the game and that's not at all how i planned but like based <laughs> sure. on the stories no. and like the conflicts that they told and created within themselves that's just how it ended up and i hecking love that no at no point were guns necessary to like and it was always in the most dramatic moment i pull a revolver on her from my clutch it's <laughs> like what are you doing with that why, why was that even in your persons but like it's just so perfect and to be able to play a game like that where it's not just like i roll to hit it just makes it fun yes um and it like you know once people start thinking um you know within the mindset of the game they're playing and get out of the the you know the D conflict mindset um it just opens up some new ways of telling stories you know i'm not saying that D doesn't also allow you to do that but like it kind of opens up um more doors which is very cool yeah i think that that game sounds like a absolute delight i'm very it's very much on my list uh very high up on my list so i'm really excited to try that um actually somebody brought it up in our in our chat last night while we were talking about I think we were talking about True Blood, and <laughs> somebody brought up p- possibly playing like a, a game of Passion de la Passions in that universe. Oh my word! In the chat, and I thought that that sounded like a really fun idea. It does. Actually, that would be wonderful <laughs> if you ever want somebody to help facilitate that. Because embarrassingly, I've seen all the seasons of True Blood, mm-hmm. even the last two. Those last <laughs> really rough. <laughs> so weird like unnecessarily weird and like they were on a good trajectory and then it's they just were. like surprise oh, no. it's like, really? it doing fine <sighs> i know <laughs> oh my gosh avalon have you have you uh like had any on your radar i mean i feel like i have all of them on my radar because i don't have a lot of outlets for playing Oftentimes, right. yeah. um, I, I do a lot of watching things. Um, and then it seems like anything I play is usually not an indie system. Mm. Right, um, right. But I, I will say that the one we're talking about, passion, what is it? Say it again. Passion de las passiones. Passion de las passiones. Uh, really stood out to me because it is, like, I think really unique. Um, and I'm just, so I'm, I'm relatively new to TTRPGs in general. Uh, and right. I'm yeah. I'm always just totally blown away by the ways in which uh, the wheel is reinvented. And yeah. I, I don't even know where... So this is maybe like a silly sounding thing. Um, but I don't even know where these things come from. Is it just word of mouth that you are finding out about a new exciting game? That's a good question. I think because I'm in the space so yeah. much, um, I follow a lot of indie designers. Uh, like when they make games, I'm always looking at them, trying to hype them up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm in a unique kind of position as well because I do work with Roll20 where I highlight indie games. Um, so it's kind of like my secondary job to like keep an eye out of like, cool, what is very good right now? And what do yeah. I genuinely enjoy? Because it's not everything that's good I enjoy. And that's life right yeah. that's that's so um that's so interesting um because like it, it that's a hard distinction to make sometimes mm-hmm. is that this thing just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it is not good um it just doesn't fit yeah. you know what I'm trying to do or what story I want to tell and things like that and I think that that's um beautiful how many like different kinds of of games are are out there there's so many and i think if you're not in the community if you're not on twitter you know if you're just somebody who is playing games based on what's in your local bookstore uh or what you've been exposed to it's really surprising how much you're missing out on Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was always under the impression that, you know, different play styles were fine, but it was just a matter of how much can you mod D&D to fit what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that is, you're just seeing such a tiny sliver, I think, of the potential there for storytelling games. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool stuff. I have one more indie game that's my absolute favorite. Which one? Alice is Missing. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Diana ran that for us the other day privately, and it just, like, is still with me. Yeah. Yeah. I I think okay. So Alice is missing. I I I can't wait to play it again because when we when when I facilitated it like in in that private game, I it like halfway through the game I feel like I finally understood what was hap- like what I was trying to do and what was happening. I think the first half I was a little like I'm missing some things and like some cues and stuff like that. Um but what a I mean the use of atmosphere of music music. somebody pointed out to me that technically that game is a LARP yeah and I (laughs) because you are you because you are texting your friends like like to to um to like go through the story you're like really acting as though you are these people these characters and like you're physically doing the the work that they would be doing the actions that they would be doing and I thought that that was really um (laughs) um yeah I loved I loved Alice is Missing I think it's so new and different and like I mean I just want more games to to try to go so far outside the box yeah. like that and just completely uh, invent something totally new and also make me cry. I would like for more games to intentionally do that. <laughs> it destroys you. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending yeah. on whatever endings you get, like how you navigated it, your relationships that you built up over that hour and a half, like, ah. <laughs> do you know I was surprised by that game? Um by who I was texting the most mm. like was not who I thought it would like be when we started like that I felt like engaged with characters that I didn't intentionally like like tell myself I would in the beginning yeah. which is always a fun thing that that surprises me in games is when it like changes my mind <laughs> you know Oh my god! And it's so gemless. Good. Like you don't have you, you. There's a facilitator. You know, you help facilitate when you play as Charlie, and I really enjoy that. I I love gemless games. I I want to play as well. I don't want to mm-hmm. just sit back and let you have all the fun. Yeah, and it, it um it I'm that's that's I think probably the biggest leap for me in in playing new indie games is is playing gemless games. It, it it triggers my like my discomfort a lot to not like know exact like I guess I'm so used to that role of of being like okay well if we're out of silence here is what's happening next and letting go of that is very like scary and uncomfortable for me and has been very exciting to to try I like that. You can definitely be like me who also plays gemless games and still doesn't let go of that. If there's a <laughs> silence, I just talk through it. It works really well. Good. Good. <laughs> Coping, you know? Yeah, yeah. It works well. It's work it works very well in podcasting too. <laughs> it's like right. just fill every silence. Fill it. <laughs> um I think that it was hard for me to conceptualize that gemless games could. You know, that it wouldn't just be awkward and and stalled. Um, And having played Alice is Missing, I have a new sense of sort of faith in that. Um, But one thing I still can't fully conceptualize the success of is like solo games. Have you played any like one person indie games? I have not because I I can't sit down and read a book. Mm. Um, I don't (sighs) think I can sit down and play a game alone 
Um, I yeah. have mad respect for people who can, though. That That's another thing that's new for me. I was um, somebody who I, I've been friends with in this space writes them um, and introduced me to the, the concept. And I tried that recently to like put, you know, I'm trying to just go outside of all my boxes. That's something that I've been trying to do with this weird year and 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 more uh, that we've been going through is just trying new things. And that was one of them. And that surprised me because like with everything that we've talked about, I was surprised to jump into it and learn that that's also so big. Like there's not like just one type of solo RPG. There's like millions. (laughs) Um, So I was, uh, I was pretty blown away by that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many avenues for it. Uh, A friend of mine made a cooking solo game. Um, and I, I helped her like read over it and it sounds amazing, but like, there are so many things that I need to be able to do alone that I barely do. I'm not a functioning human being, so it's a big ask. Um, what about two player games? Have the two of you tried any of those? Well, I don't know if the game is technically designed specifically to be a two player game, but the first time I played sleep away, um, which is a very fun indie game. Um, I played it on a podcast. Uh, it's in the NPR podcast network, and I forget what it's called. I'll figure that out later. Uh, but the interviewer for that podcast interviews their guest, and then for the last half hour of the podcast, they play a really short one shot mm-hmm. of just a random game that she found. Uh, and we played Sleep Away. Uh, in a very like quick like reduced form uh version of the game and that also funny enough is a gmless game so that was a pretty fun game to play like in a really like quick conversational way uh which it just it just wound up being very improv you know like when there was yeah it was very improv I like that. Avalon. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I haven't. But what comes to mind is that um, Diana and I got to do a session zero together. <laughs> oh, we That did. felt like a two person because because oh, uh, we were the only people who could do a certain time slot of the crew and then everybody else did a different time slot. So it was just um, Diana and me and, and the GM. But I, I that was like the most fun. <laughs> so, that was the most yeah. fun. That was I Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, I don't, I, that was like, I, the rest of that game was, was fun, but that was that the was, most yeah. special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, there's a game that really can only be played in person. That's a two player game that I enjoy called Starcrossed. Um, it involves a Jenga tower. <gasps> right? Um, so you make your moves and depending on like if your choice is positive or negative, I think... No, I think you just always have to pull a, a thing on your turn and you role play that. And when your tower crumbles, that is your relationship crumbling. Oh, um, no. oh my God. Lovers <laughs> who are truly never meant to be. I cried. I, it's a two oh player God, game me. and I cried. <laughs> that is punched me. genius. It's punched really me good. right in the chest. <laughs> I don't know what I expected you to say. But it was- <laughs> But it was not that. Oh my God, Starcross! So if you live with well, another human being, check it out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Avalon, are you ready to to play that in real life and internalize it too much? Yeah, <laughs> I already am. Because yeah. no matter who I play with, it's going to fall eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it can't not fall eventually. Oh gosh. No, it's really good, and like the game can end without the tower collapsing. Um, and that just means you're never, oh. you were never able to truly be together. What? Um, oh, I God. should be rewarded. <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't do that part until the end. And that's probably what got me. That's when I was just like, because the first time we, I played it, the tower didn't fall. And I was just like, but I want us to be together. We made this whole story. And like my, I, 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 like my character loves your character. Like we've just, we're meant to be in it. And it just, nope. Oh, this person who wrote this game. Alex Roberts. So smart. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow. What oh, a great God. idea. 
right? That is a great idea. I'm mad about yeah. it, but it's great. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, people are so interesting and just I, it's so, wild. Oh, I know people can be awful sometimes, but the the neato things that come up out of people's brains are just so cool. <laughs> um, like that is really that's really genius. And the star cross thing, I mean, I guess it fits because star-crossed romances are not really uh, happy endings. The yeah. healthiest happy ending ones. They are. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Wow. I I cannot believe just knowing the about that game made me emotional. <laughs> Like, that's the kind of person that I am. So, yes, you will cry when you play it, much like me. (laughs) It's hard not to. You get just, I don't know, all of my feelings just got poured into it. And I don't know how that happens, but it does. Well, you, you know, you, you are a person that I think like us, you, you, you really go into your character's brain and be, and I think that that, uh, some people do. And I think some people are, are very much, you know, splitting that you know and and putting a veil up but if you're if you're really in it in your heart it's really hard to separate those things yeah i die at character like npc deaths um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i met a character for an hour and i die and i get really emotional i just i don't know what it is and i I warn my player like the the players and gems and everything like it's i'm fine but i will cry yeah yeah Oh, okay. Can I get tell us a, a palate cleanser that I Please. found out last night? Yeah. Okay, so this is funny because you're here right now, B. But do you remember in our werewolf game that we were playing, the NPC Maria and her website MariaFixeShit.com? <laughs> yes. So somebody in the audience for that show made a website MariaFixeShit.com. Uh, for Maria's con- fake construction business. It has multiple one-star reviews on it about how she burned their house down, et cetera, et cetera. The person who made that website messaged me last night to say that he got a phone call from somebody asking for a estimate. <laughs> <laughs> It is exclusively <laughs> one star reviews. Exclusively one star reviews. <laughs> but like it's literally outlandish shit. reviews oh about God. yeah, burning your house down. Yeah. Like oh Yeah. God. Just so over the top and he was like I may have to take the website down. <laughs> I want this can't continue. Yeah, oh my god. That's outrageous. Oh my word. I, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Holy heck. As someone who submitted several reviews, I'm really <laughs> concerned yeah, about the person concerned. who was going to that company for an estimate. Like, did you explore other avenues? Any <sighs> other avenues? Any. Did you? <laughs> were you? <laughs> Maybe they're looking for someone to sue. Maybe Honestly, <laughs> I have a feeling it's something right. like maybe like they could like lowball them. So uh, if you've always burned down your house, says that you fix. How about I just charge you like or I pay yeah. you like five dollars on the hour or something? <laughs> right. Like maybe maybe I could like pay this person in sandwiches yes. to do my job. Like yeah. I don't know. Like maybe their <laughs> standards are really low. Uh, but yeah, I really loved that and I was like I there are like only a few people who will enjoy the story and I <laughs> was really glad that I was going to be able to talk to you the next day it was like perfect was thank beautiful. you for reminding me of how much I liked that game also as an audience yeah. member that was good, <laughs> was really good so one. much fun and that was a game that I stubbornly didn't want to learn the system mm-hmm. and I didn't because I had fun telling an amazing story with other people who kind of do the system better. And with our powers combined, it was wonderful. And let me tell you a secret. Uh-huh. I think that many people would tell me that I was not running that game correctly. <laughs> and I will tell you that I don't care. I think that it was uh, many perfect things come together. And that's, that's one of them for sure. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, mm. that's so good though. <laughs> B, is there anything on your radar that you haven't gotten to play that you're Ooh, really itching to play? A Companion's Tale. Oh. Um, Ooh, I haven't heard about this one yet. It just got released to Roll20, like on their marketplace. Um, mm. And I have a history with a map drawing game that I, I love, hate. Uh, there's a game called The Silent Year. Uh, a Silent Year. Um, yes, okay little familiar with that yeah one. i i can't play it silently so i'm a little bitter about it but the game itself is so much fun um i just am incapable of not talking in a game sure yeah um so companion's tale takes some of those mechanics where you you're drawing um everything that you kind of tell together um but you are the mm. companion to the main hero and you all like you flip cards to role play as the companions that come up and you come up with details and then you draw on the board like what's what represents that character and then you end up with this just like chaotic mess of nonsensical drawings but it's beautiful because it makes sense mm. to you and the story that you all told together um Aww. anybody else looking at it just thinks you're all terrible artists but <laughs> you can appreciate that and i want that i want to experience that yeah Oh, I like that concept a lot. I, um, I, it, Sleep Away, the beginning of that game is you creating the camp mm. with your, and there's like a mechanics for the invention of the camp. And I liked that part the best out of the whole game. I liked creating the camp and imagining the history of the camp and, and deciding like where we were and what used to happen there and et cetera. Like, I, I think I might like a game that is kind of the focus is that part. And that's not just the beginning of the game. A silent year. Honestly, you might enjoy um, as long as you all agree to not be silent. And then a companion's tale for sure. Yeah, definitely. I haven't gotten to do any of those collaborative drawing ones, but I think it's very appealing. Like, I think I'd be super into it. Yeah, like it a lot. Um, it's just, it, it, you know, it has like the it has such a potential to be it's very funny on its face like to do that and then by the end of it you've like surprisingly gotten attached to this thing that started out funny and like now all of a sudden you are like invested in this place you created right um gnome who um we all i think we all know gnome yeah you were playing with him last night and we've done fundraiser and all that mm -hmm. stuff um he wrote a game called cast one n one that is I think it's a two, it's either a two player game or it's intentionally supposed to be two to three players. It's very small, and um, the point of it is that you go through the process of collaboratively creating planets hmm. and like inventing things about them, and then discovering new things about them as you travel and learn about it. But you are just like a drone ship collecting data. You don't ever get oh. to like go there, stay there, live there, move there. At the end, you just take your research and file it away. Oh. And that's like the end is that you yeah. just, all right, we've learned this and now it's gone. The actual mechanic is you're supposed to burn it, but we uh, <laughs> <laughs> but don't recommend <laughs> burning things unless you're in a safe environment. But it's surprisingly emotional yeah. to like, create this world and then be just say goodbye to it and be like okay i'm not that's that's it we just learned that's wow that's the I end love of that. that and that would break my heart yeah <laughs> yeah it does breaks your heart a little bit it's very beautiful elegant uh little game uh, on the topic of burning things there's a game called <laughs> great yeah yeah <laughs> it's minimal <laughs> 10 candles <laughs> it's an older game hmm. um okay I know that I've heard about it. I know nothing, but that name is, is ringing a bell. Well, you all die in the end. That's mm. an absolute. Great. Um, okay. So you go into it knowing that you're going to die, but there are 10 candles and the story that you tell as you fail along the way, a candle goes out. Mm. Um, and I love it until there are no more candles and you are all dead. And it's just like the symbolism of, lights going out or burning things like that just resonates with me really really well wow do you light yeah. literal candles while playing um i have not had the privilege of playing this uh online yet mm. 
so uh, no but when I got to play it in person we just had those cute little electrical ones that you like you switched on and off and it wasn't the same but it was nice but still yeah. I like the the physical manifestation of that yeah it would cool. be very dramatic yeah. to snuff out candles right and like in, in when your game. character dies you burn their little sheet that you because you just write your entire character on a cue card mm. um yeah and when you die it dies oh, oh. I love that <laughs> Yeah, I like that too. That game has been a while, around a while. It's not. It's not new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I haven't looked into that yet, but I may have to. Oh, the drama. In terms of different genres of indie games, so I feel like we've talked about a lot of dramatic stuff, um, mm. as well as collaborative, maybe creation of the world through these map making ones. Are there any genres that you feel don't get enough hype? Ooh. That's a lovely question. Hmm. I don't know, because I'm wondering, like, if there are those genres, do I not already pay attention to them? <laughs> I feel like if anyone knows, you do. <laughs> but perhaps. <laughs> I mean, I, Mecha Robots yeah. needs more love. There you go. Ooh, very good point. there's just, yeah. like, uh, Blade Saber, I think it's called, which I haven't played yet, or Beam Saber. Um, yeah. And I can't think of anything else. I just want to be in a giant robot and yeah. fight things in space. For sure. Yeah. I feel like every once in a while I see a game that is mecha robot based get released, but there's, I feel like a lot of them tend to be, you know what I'm going to say, like maybe a little bit problematic or like ha- have a, are fetishizing certain uh, like yep. animes and sure. things like that. And then I just never want to touch them. But, but I feel like that's the only time I see them coming across my feed is 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 in that kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, and they're all like mm-hmm. inundated with like colonialist views, and it's just like, why right. can't I just want to like hold hands with another giant robot and like punch <laughs> a planet? Not asking for a lot. So maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very exciting, um, and I. That's a good point. That is one that I'd like to. I'd like to see more of, and I would like to. Be in as well. I feel like we we've talked a lot about um, you know um, non combat focused uh, drama games things like that, but I think it can also be said that maybe a genre that um, once we like really full circle around and come back to are games that aren't D and D, but that are still have a combat like base system. Like I think that the game we played Ross rifles is very different and still is a very like combat, like focused or has combat as a centralized mechanic, but it's so different and it still allows you to tell a very uh, interesting and different story. Um, alongside the combat and not despite the combat yes. which is something that we do in D is we like all right we're telling a story despite the fact that this is supposed to be a combat simulator <laughs> but <laughs> but um i found that ross rifles i got a little nervous because it being like a combat game i was like i wonder if this will be something that's for me but it turned out that it was like and i think that that's something that i'm opening my mind up to now is that just because there's a lot of combat doesn't mean it's going to be the same as like a war game experience. Yes. No. Powered by the Apocalypse does a really good way or a really good job of giving you the space to be able to be the character, play the moves as if they would, and still, I guess, engage with the world in the ways that you need to. And if that means mm. that you're crawling through mud to get to the other side of the enemy lines and an entire battalion shows up, um, <laughs> you know, you just have to react accordingly. And the moves are set up in ways that it facilitates that. But you're still you're still that person trying prone on the ground trying to do their thing. Um, so like combat and story is really, really nicely welded together. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Other Powered by the Apocalypse games do a really good job of that. Um, there's, This is not indie. I think it's popular, but Masks, I've never played it. I hear about uh, it a lot, but I've Everybody talks it. about it, and I'm sure it's <laughs> Everybody wonderful. loves Masks. I just yeah. I, I haven't dipped my feet in there, and that's fine. Um, I haven't either. Because like it's superheroes, and that's super cool. Um, but you also tell stories about, I think it's like a coming-of-age kind of story. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, zombie world 
another Powered by the Apocalypse game. Um, it uses cards instead of dice, mm. which is really neat. But again, you're in a world of zombies. You have to survive. You have to fight to live. But the focus yeah. is on the survival. Fighting is just so you can survive. But mm. it's, it's more emotional than that. Right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> well, that makes sense for a zombie, uh, a zombie story for sure. Um, that I haven't realized now how many indie games are running on the powered by the apocalypse system um i think that that i i don't know why i didn't put that together <laughs> so many thirsty sword lesbians mm. which is an amazing yes! game that you just get to uh, be gay and have fun and then occasionally stab your enemies oh uh, yeah. perfect <laughs> what could be better than that um we're actually i haven't played that yet but avalon and i were just talking about yeah. uh playing that for the first time so i think we're gonna do that soon i am like so excited yeah. that that game exists <laughs> and uh very excited to to try it this has been so enlightening <laughs> like i feel like um there are some like there's just so many i feel like that we could probably keep rattling off and and find ones that For all sure. three of us have never heard of and like it, it's just so big and i think that the I think what you said earlier, the more people that you get involved with and um, invested in the like success of, of others, like the more beautiful things like get thrust into the world. And yeah. like, yeah, it's just so cool. Um, there's so much out there. I was um, I, you know, I, I, I also make content on TikTok sometimes, not as much anymore. And I, the other day, it had got, it, it occurred to me that I was like, why do I never see other games besides D&D on TikTok? Like, on twi my Twitter feed is just I, barely any D&D anymore. It's like t tons of uh, other RPGs. But when I open up TikTok, it's just D&D, you know, content here all over the place. Um, and so I made a video and I was just like, where are you? Where? <laughs> what's going on? And it's beautiful because like just by making that and being like, where are you? Like they were just like, oh, we're right here. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. And Good. like and like changed my my feed just by interacting with me. And like now, like more stuff is starting to come up there um, from people playing different systems and, and dressing up as different kinds of characters and things like that. And that's, it's just, uh, sometimes until you start engaging with it, you don't know it's there and you just opening up to it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. That's like, it, it almost sounds like a barrier to entry. I not the best word, but I just, I want more to indie stuff out into the universe so yeah. it can become normal. Just, I want everybody to play all the cool games that isn't D and D. Yeah, I think there's yeah. that's valid. I think there are a lot of people running home games that would probably enjoy and connect with a lot of right. these so much more so. But I don't know where where you would discover it if you're not investing a bit of time in engaging with communities and connecting, which is not what everybody's in it for. Right. People just want to exactly. sometimes people just want to play games at home. Yeah. Yeah. The TV off. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I, um, I feel like, you know, like my home game is very much, um, D and D, but like, as they get more into it, like they're doing things that are surprising them because, you know, these guys are a bunch of, you know, you know, gym boys who, you know, I went into this game thinking it was going to be fun combat and now are, you know, stressed out about their, their long lost fathers and things like that. So, you know, like they're, they're, they have become more invested in story than I think they knew they would be. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of these days, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just slip, slip in another system under their noses. Um, and another thing I thought was very cool. I, my, my old gaming store uh, from when I lived in Astoria um, never had anything other than D and D in it ever D and D and Warhammer. Those were the games mm -hmm. that you could go and magic the gathering. Some pathfinder if you're lucky, oh, maybe yeah. some pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, they posted on Instagram that they got a shipment of Alice's missing. <gasps> oh, in. 
I think that is like such a neat little sign of uh, of a little bit of a, a change. That's which growth. I think is very cool. I love that. Yeah. Oh, good. We're getting there. Alice is Missing was marketed really well. Um, yeah. Hunters Entertainment and Renegade Games. Yeah. Um, they yes. did a wonderful job, like those companies. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I don't agree. know, just most indie games don't have the budget for marketing. They don't. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. There's just, where do you find yeah. that money? It's so expensive. That and the tabletop industry is a really small industry, and I forget that often. Like, I think D&D is the only, only system that will ever make money. Um, and then if you want to make money running games, it's critical role or nothing. <laughs> so yeah. It's, yeah. it's not easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, but because I don't want to end on a sad note, we can change that because the more people that play the indie games, that means more people will buy them and more people will watch them. And then those things will be different in the future. Uh, One more (laughs) happy fact. Uh, The year 2020, so last year um, on Twitch, the tabletop category had more views and more channels than the Dungeons and Dragons category. <gasps> Stop. Right? That's awesome. So it's not a big That's, growth. It was only by yeah. like 6,000 or something. But still, they're... Well, considering the D&D category includes Critical Role, I think that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. 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 There's a whole world out there that like... I don't engage with a lot and I'm looking into how to do it. And like tabletop games are huge in yeah. other countries as well. Um, where do they speak Portuguese? Wherever that is, they, they're killing and it with Brazil. tabletops. Thank you. Portugal it's and in Brazil. the name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, funny story. Uh, not long ago, somebody sent me a clip from a Portuguese D&D actual play uh, that had a gif of me oh. in the corner of their layout. <laughs> just going off and i was like i don't know what they're saying i hope they're not making fun of me it seems like they're just playing their game but there i am wonderful just like (laughs) gif of me drinking (laughs) a potion bottle (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) good uh that's fantastic so we're we're getting there we're getting bigger you know tabletop it's it's growing i love that thank you for telling us that because that's actually like that's a big deal Oh, all right. Well, B, what are you doing after this? Uh, in real life or in general? <laughs> in real life, we like to, to say what we're going to do with the rest of our days. Huh, <laughs> I like that. Um, well, I have a stream right after to play some Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that feels right. Yes. Right. Yeah, that feels very right. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, I am going to uh, have a short break for... Um, some lunch and Stardew Valley, but then I have to start getting set up for Mm. City of Mist tonight. I'm very excited uh, about that. And there will not be any technical difficulties this time. I have fixed the internet and my computer and it will not happen. I'm manifesting that. Put that that into the universe. Yes. 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 I am also (laughs) manifesting that for you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Avalon, what about you? You know what? I say the same thing every time. And then every time I'm like, why did I say that? But like, I always by this point really have to pee. (laughs) And that's all I can think about. (laughs) It's because you drank so much tea. Because I drank so much tea. Um, And then after that, I'm just having a chill, chill day at home. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Everybody deserves a good chill day of, of not that much every once in a while. Yes, absolutely. Oh, B, do you have anything to plug? Anything cool coming up? Yes and no. I do so much. Um, <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I will. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter. is at B underscore Zelda. Um, non-binary Canadian podcaster. I'm a member of the Broadswords. We put out episodes every other Monday. It's D&D. Uh, we mostly don't roll dice, though. Um, actually, I think this third season, we might have roll- rolled the most dice that we ever have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good, but it's a lot of dice rolling. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, uh, honestly, I stream every day of the week except Thursdays. Um, so, just follow me on anything that I stream on just anything anything it's Dungeons and Dragons it's bears in space uh sometimes I play a hundred thousand bugs in the shape of a wallaby um other times I am 
right. Other times, I am a robot uh, sentient alien who collects plants. You know, it's just uh, all, I'm a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. Would you say that your Twitter is like the best way if if I wanted our listeners to keep up with the most current things that you're doing? Twitter is the best way, right? If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's mostly dog pictures and selfies. Um, Those are also good. No, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, very good. And if we had a listener who wanted to try an indie TTRPG, can you give them three options for their first one to try? Are they familiar with tabletop games in general they've played some D. they're like lukewarm on it kids on bikes i think is super easy the character creation very very smooth um i my heart wants to say alice is missing but there's a bit of like it's overwhelming mm. it is a lot yeah yeah for sure but it's so much fun once you get into it yeah and then i would say a pbta game um, there's so many to choose from. Do they like, does this person like horror? Light horror, Ooh. maybe. Okay, no Bluebeard's Bride. Um, Ooh, okay. Oh, so just more games, so many good games. Honestly, I love this. Passion de las passiones. Yes, you can there you go. Yeah, go there gone. you go. <laughs> good. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Have a good day, everyone. Uh, Avalon, go pee. You're free. Always. <laughs> That's always <laughs> the only answer I have. <laughs> um, and and uh, thank you again, B, for, for just gracing our podcast with your presence. This was very lovely. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for having me. Yay. You are welcome. All right. Bye. 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 You can find all of our Femsplained content either on patreon.com slash Femsplained. Twitter, you can find us at Femsplainedcast. Instagram, you can find us at Femsplained Podcast. And you can check out superdillon.com slash Femsplained to find the guest form and all of the different places where you can listen and connect with us. Awesome. You can find and follow me, Avalon, at A underscore Cat Attack on both Twitter and Twitch. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, and all the places at SuperDillon. And that is D-I-L-L-I-N. Awesome. Thank you so much for your support. Bye. Bye. Bye.